with us. Welcome that, to that Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson, I don't know Calvary if you Chapel Caldwell. This or Pastor this, Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located so on the corner of 10th and Everett, uh, Samuel, across from the uh, library 19, in downtown Caldwell. 19, we have two Sunday morning services now, Saul, at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. But Jonathan, we also have Saul's a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. So Jonathan told David, you can watch Today in the Word uh, saying, on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Therefore, Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell Sunday morning church in a services. Place and hide. Pastor Bob and I will teaches go you how to apply the truth in the Bible to my everyday experiences the field so that you might you enjoy are, a better life. And I will speak to my father about you that, uh, that uh, then what I observe I will tell you. Thus Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, Let not the king sin against his servant David, because he has not sinned against you, and because his works have been very good towards you. For he took his life in his hands and killed the Philistine, and the Lord brought about great deliverance for all of Israel. You saw it and rejoiced. Why then will you sin against innocent blood to kill David without a cause? So Saul heeded the voice of Jonathan, and Saul swore, as the Lord lives, he shall not be killed. Then Jonathan called David, and, and Jonathan told him all these things, and Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence as in times past. And there was war again, and David went out and fought with the Philistines and struck them with a mighty blow, and they fled from him. Now in a distressing spirit from the Lord came upon Saul as he sat in his house, with his spear in his hand, and David was playing music with his hand. Then Saul sought to pin David to the wall with a spear, but he slipped away from Saul's presence, and he drove the spear into the wall. So David fled and escaped that night, and Saul also sent messengers to David's house to watch him and to kill him in the morning. We are uh, looking at the life of David, and as we study the life of David, today we're looking at his friendships. And uh, I don't know if you recognize how important godly friends are, but, but Jonathan was a friend to David, and he was a great encouragement to it. In fact, he protected him when Saul wanted to kill him. Now, if you don't know the background, Saul's the king of Israel. God had anointed David as the king of Israel, but Saul was jealous of David, and so Saul wanted to kill David, even though he hadn't done anything wrong. <clears throat> and so Jonathan, being a friend to David, uh, says in verse 4 of, of 1 Samuel 20, it says, so Jonathan said to David, wherever you, uh, wherever you yourself desire, I, whatever you do, I, I will do it for you. And David said to Jonathan, indeed, tomorrow is a new moon, and I shall, not, I, I shall not fail to sit with the king to eat. But let me go, that I might eat, uh, that I may hide in the field until the third day of the evening. And if your father misses me at all, then say, David earnestly asked permission of me that he might run over to Bethlehem, his city, for there is a yearly sacrifice there for all the family. And if he says, it is well, your servant will be safe. But if he is very angry, be sure that evil is determined by him. Therefore, you shall deal kindly with your servant, for you have brought your servant into a covenant of the Lord with you. Nevertheless, if there is iniquity in me, kill me yourself, for why should you bring me to your father? But Jonathan said, Far be it from you, for if you knew certainly that evil was determined by my father to come upon you, then would I not tell you? Then David said to Jonathan, Who will tell me or what 
if your father answers you roughly. So <clears throat> basically here, uh, David says to Jonathan, hey, if you're my friend, then we need to find out if your dad still wants to kill me. Now, if he threw a spear at me twice and tried to kill me, I wouldn't really need much more confirmation. But David says, you know, Jonathan, his friend, tells him, my dad isn't going to kill you, but we're going to find that Saul's a liar. <clears throat> and so they devise this plan. And basically Jonathan says, I'll talk to my dad, and I'll find out if he's really wanting to kill you still. And then in verse 22 of 1 Samuel 20, <clears throat> he, here's the plan. He says, he says, I'll shoot some arrows, and if I say thus to the young man, look, the arrows are beyond you. Go your way, for the Lord has sent you away. So they had this plan. David was going to be out hiding in the field, and Jonathan was going to shoot an arrow, and if he said, go your way, then, then, then go hide. And then in verse 30 of 1 Samuel 20, he says, uh, then Saul's anger was aroused against Jonathan, and he said to him, you son of a perverse, rebellious woman. Now, I think he's cursing there. I'm not sure, but, <clears throat> but now Saul knows that Jonathan helped David get away. So David escaped, and Saul is upset, and then he goes on to say uh, in verse 30, uh, do I not know that you have chosen the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of your mother's nakedness? And he's talking about David. Uh, for as long as the son of Jesse lives on earth, you shall not be established, nor your kingdom. Now therefore, send and bring him to me, for he will surely die. And Jonathan answered Saul, his father, and said to him, Why should he be killed? What has he done? Then Saul cast a, spirit, uh, cast a spear at him to kill him by which Jonathan knew that it was determined by his father to kill David. So uh, I can't think of a better picture in the Bible uh, of what we see with Jonathan and how he helps David to become the person that God wants him to be as a good friend. Right? I mean, this is a great picture. Jonathan is a great picture of how to be a good, godly friend. And, you know, this is important because when you think about becoming a Christian in your spiritual journey— Really, becoming a Christian is a call to relationships with other people. You know, first step <clears throat> is to be called into a personal relationship with Jesus. And, you know, the next thing is to have relationships with fellow human beings in the church. And then, you know, other people who are serving God. And, and, and it's a call to have a relationship with other people, to bring people into the kingdom. And to interact and to function with other parts of the body of Christ. The Bible tells us that the church... We are a body, and we all work together. And God brings us together to accomplish his work and to accomplish his, his purposes in this world. And since, we, since all of us are in the ministry of serving the Lord in, in some way, all of us as Christians, God has plans for all of our lives, and we're all called to be part of the body of Christ in some capacity, you know, uh, it, it's important for us to recognize that we have to work together with people. And, you know, for all of us to recognize, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 20, but now indeed, there are many members, yet one body. Now he's talking about the body of Christ, and many members were all different, right? <clears throat> Verse 21, and the eye, ca the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again, uh, the, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. In other words, every person in the body of Christ is important to accomplish God's purposes. And Sometimes we think, well, I'm not, I'm not very important, and so I don't really need to do anything, do I? Yeah, well, God has a plan for every person. 
And we have to learn how to have not only a, a spiritual relationship with God, but healthy relationships with other members in the body of Christ if we're going to accomplish God's calling on our life. If you want to have a fruitful life, it, it involves other people being involved in your life. And without the ability to work together with other believers, you're not going to go very far in accomplishing God's purposes in your life because God has made it for us to work together. And, you know, in Samuel uh, here, as we're reading about David's life, it's a picture of Jonathan being a good friend to David and helping David to accomplish what God wanted him to do, right? Saul wanted to kill him, but you all know that the Messiah came through the lineage of David, right? I mean, you realize that, that Jonathan was doing something that was so important. Jonathan chose to help David accomplish what God had called him to do. And, you know, for all of us, when we think about it, <clears throat> we want to glean the characteristics in J David's life or, or in Jonathan's life, how he blessed David. It not only blessed David, it blessed the nation of Israel, and ultimately it blessed, blessed the history of the world because, obviously, you know, the Messiah came through the line of David. And so what are some characteristics of a God-given friend as we see in Jonathan? Well, the first thing is Jonathan accepted God's choice of David instead of him as king. For those of you who are students of the Bible, you know that Jonathan was the king's son and he had the right to the, to the throne and Jonathan had the right to be the next king. But Jonathan knew <clears throat> that God had called David. And so he accepted what God wanted to do and he stepped down. Uh, Jonathan recognized that God calls people, not man. The Bible says in Psalm 75, 6, exaltation comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. He puts one down and exalts another. In other words, God is the one who puts people, you know, in positions of authority. And if there is, uh, you know, people in your life who, uh, you know, are not encouraging you to accomplish what God has you to do, well, then that's not a godly friend. And there are some people that spend their whole life fighting against God's choices. Obviously, God chooses people, right? I'm sure everyone in this room, <clears throat> you recognize that God calls people. And sometimes you see someone and you think, yeah, God has called them. God has gifted them. Yeah, that's what God's called them to do. And, and sometimes it's recognizable. Like if you watch Melissa lead worship, you're like, oh, she's good at that. God's gifted her. Or you watch Steve play drums or, or whatever it might be. <clears throat> but sometimes we think, well, I don't know about me, but he has called us all to do something. And he quite often chooses people who think that God hasn't called them. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 1, 27, it says, God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And, and so what does that mean? Well, God chooses people that we sometimes wouldn't think that's the person that God would choose. And, you know, it, Sometimes people just are constantly fighting against people who are trying to serve God, and that really is not being a godly friend. But it's much better to cooperate with God, whatever God's called you to do, whatever he's called me to do. And I think one of the hardest things in ministry is to be number two, right? To be the person who is not in charge, but who is the assistant, right? Or whether it's at work or at school or at church, whatever it is, that sometimes God calls someone to be the leader and, and maybe you're smarter than them. Maybe you're more talented than them, but that's who God has chosen. And, and so it's important for us as we think about serving God that we want to be godly friends. And, and, and we want to help people, encourage people, even if you're more talented or you're smarter than they are, that God wants you to encourage them and to bless them. And I think, you know, for Jonathan, 
he acknowledged that God chose David. Even though David, he wasn't the son, the son of the king. And even though you know, David maybe was just a shepherd boy, Jonathan recognized this is what God wants him to do, and he wanted to encourage him. And that's so important. And I remember as a young Christian learning these truths, and I just wanted to help our pastor at our church. And uh, you know, just to do what I could to serve and to help. And sometimes he asked me to do things, and I wouldn't do it. He'd be like, you want to play in the worship band? No, they're lame. And, uh, but, but you know, over time, God changed my heart, and then I wanted to help. And you know, he's 70 now, and, uh, and he's still serving the Lord. And I'm just thinking, good job. You know, it's just good to do that. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you